The following program is sponsored by Lindis Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Lindis Construction. One call, one contractor. Lindis Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, seasoned guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction, and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Long and Andy Lindis. Yes, indeed, we are in studio waiting to uh, answer your home improvement type of questions as usual, by phone or by text. Morning, Andy. Morning. Nice to see you. How are you? I'm doing quite well. What was it like with uh, the Linda's cruise this past week? Uh, we were able to get a lot of stuff done. Um, you know, I know some things that were going to get done today got called off, but uh, for the most part, we were able to to get a lot done for uh, a shortened week. Uh, I know we were on about 20 roofs, and and uh, we were able to pound our way through them. And we had some uh, some issues along the week, but worked our way through it. Uh, some materials... Uh, not showing up the right way. I know everybody makes mistakes, but uh, <laughs> we, uh, it was a, an interesting week for sure. Even had a, a front door installed at my house. That, you did? Well, kind of. We got it partway in, and then we took it back out and decided to go a different route. We're testing some things right now, and uh, first test didn't go well. <laughs> Let's put it that way. With this, uh, It's a, a different type of manufacturer for, for the door and how, how it gets ordered and the materials are used, but... We're going to go back to the drawing board in a couple of weeks. We'll try a, try a new one out. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm glad you're doing the testing because that's part of what Eric is coming over to our house. He's come. He's already been there. Mm-hmm. We'll meet with your guy, Eric, here in a week or two about some results. But that's part of the pro, uh, the, what we're going to be doing is getting a whole new entryway. Yeah. I didn't realize how many choices for doors there are. Oh, it's ridiculous. And, and and it can paralyze people at times. What I mean I by that is overwhelm. It, it overwhelms, and they just get to a point of not making a decision. And every day or week that we go without making a decision, I mean, it just delays the product. Can I project. ask you what you're testing out? What kind of a door? Uh, it's a sunrise door. It's a that they they've tried it a couple of different times, and this is a new one with the the brick mold. I I'm, I'm curious to see and how well it's manufactured. We're going to be putting a fiberglass door in, um, and we're also going to be installing a a window that has a new stainable that's not wood on the inside. And I'm going to do it with this particular type of stain uh, gel stain without a clear coat. And I don't think it's going to end well. Mm, but you're already I, planning on this. I want to see how well and how long it lasts. I you know I want to see if it this is a feasible thing for people to be putting in their houses. And and uh, and I know the window I'm taking out of there is junk. Uh, again, it's another test window from a manufacturer who will remain nameless. Oh, okay, but uh, uh, we put it in my house. I don't know, eight, nine, ten years ago, something like that. And it's always been the coldest window in my home, so I was excited to get that one out, but we're just going to, a couple weeks, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to it and try it out. I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Speaking of doors, is there, especially for our particular climate, is there something you, uh, as, as, you know, as far as Linda's construction, do, do you like fiberglass? Do you, what's, what materials are available out there well, besides wood? It de- depends. Like uh, the, the steel that I was looking at in this door is probably more suited for service door on a garage type steel. It's just a thin metal and dense a little bit too much. So for a door that gets used as the 
entry into your house more often yeah. than not. And a lot of times front doors for people don't get used a lot. True. Um, that's true. They're coming in through the garage or coming through a place. My house, uh, that front door, gets. that's the only way in the house, really, um, outside of the back patio. But for us, this is this, this is, is the entry. The, this right. is the entry. And it just didn't last. That's why I'm putting a fiberglass door on. Now, Wadena has a really good stainable steel that is thicker and would, would I, I think, hold up a little bit longer. But I'm putting a, a fiberglass door in, and uh, we'll see how that goes. But we, it really, with any of the door options that you choose from us, from an energy efficiency standpoint, you're going to be much, much better off than a lot of your entry doors. And the way they're installed and one of the, some of the options that we can do, you're just going to be much better off. But the, the options are they're, they're endless. There's thousands of, yes. of styles and colors and choices. and, 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 and Different and, window placements, the, uh, light, the lights, as they call them. And price point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's crazy. From, you know, $2,000 for a really good entry door system with a good good lock system to $30,000, $40,000. I've seen people are, are no, pricing out some so. stuff. Yeah. I mean, I mean, my my first house was like sixty five thousand dollars. I'm I'm I wouldn't spend forty thousand dollars on a front entry door, but wow. some some people have. And if you have the right house for it, and, and uh, you're looking for a showpiece, and uh, it's there's, there's those types of options, and there's custom woods and custom yeah. There's there's a lot of different things you can do. I know you, we've you've talked about it in previous shows. By the way, if you have any kind of a home improvement question, it doesn't have to be about doors. It can be about decks. It can be about roofing, siding. Or those sun tunnels that we love so much at our house. Uh, 651-989-9226. You want to call it in or send Andy a text, 81807. In shows past, you've talked about um, adjustable thresholds. Uh-huh. Is that is that common now? Or is that they On all, the doors that we install, could, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, but you can definitely get away from having something like that if you go with a, a cheaper model. Uh-huh. So the, sure. the higher-end doors will do that. With the high Correct. That you use. But even this one, like even on almost all these door manufacturers and what people don't get is, and, uh, you know, even I don't get it as much as I'm not in, in the field as much with my, with my guys. And, and so I don't know all of the fixing that they do to these manufacturers' doors before they, they put them in. There was, I mean, on the one door yesterday, there was eight more screws my guys added to mm. that door in order to solid it up and be from... Where where the brick mold meets the door and how the the, the threshold was attached. There's a, there's some things that uh, our guys do and and drill holes in that weren't maybe designed by the manufacturer just because they know how how things go in. Remember these guys, all they do is install that's true windows and doors, so they 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 know what to expect. And this is why we test this stuff on my house because if it breaks on my house, it really isn't that big of a deal. I uh, if uh, if I'm going back to deal with uh, something true. that we put on a customer's house, now now we have problems. So I'm glad you're t- doing the testing. Yes, you know, again, not a mine. customer's not going to see this door for a couple of years. No, you're, you're I te- want to see how it works. You're, Andy, you're testing uh, the, the stain, that gel stain. Is that is that mm-hmm. the big test besides? Yeah, because right now all of all these windows and 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 most of the manufacturers are coming out with a paintable stainable on the interior of, of their windows, and I'm not exactly sold on it. Um, I like some of the other things that we do with our season guard window. Infinity uh, by Marvin has a paintable stainable, and and when when you do them right, it, they're awesome. But I mean, I have a full time paint staff, you know, four people uh, that we have a paint booth, and they go there, and you know, you the way the way this gel stain works on on those type of materials, you got to put it on, and then you have to you can't brush on the clear coat 
when it's done because it removes the stain. Remember, this isn't a real oh, yeah. wood. It's a manufactured wood oh, yes, that can stain, yes. so it doesn't, it's not, doesn't have the pores that a normal wood would have. So then you have to tape everything off because you're going to spray it. So now we're going to try this gel stain and try to get away from the clear coat and see, see what happens again. We'll know more in, in a couple of years. I'm not anticipating gold, but I've been, been wrong before. This might, this might be just right. awesome and, and long-lasting. Remember, it's not a real wood, so you don't have to worry about That's It's true. impossible for mold or mildew or anything like that to grow on this. So you don't need the clear coat protection like you would for a, a natural wood is, is my, my thought process on this. Well, report back we will. when you can. All right, I know we, we want to get folks involved here on – tell you what, let's do this. 651-989-9226. Carol is calling from Shakopee. Uh, hi, Carol. What can we do for you? Hello. Um, I have a question, and I, I believe you called it a sun tunnel. Um, but what I'm thinking of is a tube that comes from the roof and brings light into more interior portions of the house uh, we hope to um, bring light to rather a narrow hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, and my concern is uh, waterproofness and um, uh, how long uh, that could be. This is an interior hallway that would probably go uh, from an eight-foot ceiling and go all the way through the roof, probably at its peak. Mm-hmm. Well, it wouldn't be at the peak. But it would be somewhere in there, and when installed properly, they should never, ever, ever leak. Okay. Um, I'm telling you, with especially with Velux. Now, I don't not familiar with any of the other right roof. That's mounted, what's in my house. Yeah, the any of the other mounted roof light skylights, roof mounted skylights, or the I think what's the other one called Solar Tube or, yeah. or whatever. That's like the, that's the other kind version of uh, these tunnels. Ours is the Sun Tunnel made by Velux. I'm telling you. What Velux does with their flashing kits and how they manufacture this, if you follow the directions and do what you're supposed to do, it should be almost impossible for a skylight to leak. It, it really it really should. There's a lot of steps. There's a lot of thought, thought that has gone into how these things are manufactured. I really wouldn't worry about it leaking. We don't get calls on Velux leaking. We just, you, just, you just don't. We've, and, we've had three, have three sun tunnels in our house yeah. that Linda's installed years ago. Never an issue. No. Ever. No. Where, where people run into issues is, say, like on these storms. We're getting a lot of these calls. They want us to come out and do their just their skylight now. They had a new roof put on last year, kept the old skylight, the old other whatever roofer they're using, kept the skylight, kept the old flashing kit, roofed up to it, and relied on some caulking to get it to stop the leak, and now you got issues. That's, yeah. a, that's a bad thing. There you go, Carol. Not an issue. Not, uh, not if you use the real uh, sun tunnel that uh, Linda's puts in. All right, let's take a break. We, uh, Steve, you're going to be next. If you have a question, call us or text us, 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented every week by our friends at Lindis Construction. Andy Lindis is in studio helping you out by phone and by text, 651-989-9226. Line is open if you want to fill it or send Andy a text. Uh, at uh, 81807, we mentioned uh, the, to Steve from Andover, he'd be first up here. Thank you, Steve. What's your question for Andy? Uh, my question is I have a deck that's uh, green-treated that um, uh, we put in like maybe three years ago, and I stained the deck, um, I don't know, for lack of a better term, like a butterscotch-ish looking color. Um, you know, it, now um, it's kind of, you know, sun-beaten and worn, so... 
I want to restain a, a different color. Do I have to do it? How do I prep that? I mean, because there's still, I mean, it still has stain on it, you know. Well, yeah, you're going to have to take that stain off. Um, Stripping, sanding, yep, all the above. All of the above. Hopefully, maybe you can get away without without sanding. I uh, I know they make uh, strippers that we can spray on. They're pretty powerful. Um, let them sit, and then you can spray it off. It usually does a pretty good job of taking off the old stain, especially on a, on a, on a treated deck because the, the stain more than likely didn't penetrate oh, okay. very, very far. So put put the stripper on, follow the directions, take it off, let it dry, put a bright air conditioner on the deck, and then get a stain specifically for treated wood. And hopefully you can get something to penetrate there. And I would stay with something probably like an oil-based stain. Yeah. This way down the road you're not having to remove it. You can just clean your deck. Or just do a brightener conditioner and then put the new stain on it every three, five years. Sometimes it's every other year if you got a, a full sun deck. Well, again, uh, you, you, know. you, you haven't seen it, and you said it's, it's green-treated, so maybe it uh, has not penetrated that much. That'd be my but, guess. But it's still sanding could be a possibility. It could be, very yeah. much so. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, well, a green-treat, it's, it's a little bit different. But if it was yeah. a cedar deck, I'd say for sure stand it because a little bit of sanding Boy, oh, boy, it's, it, sometimes it even looks better than the original yeah. install because it has a little bit more character. But, yeah, you can uh, you can make a, an old deck look brand new pretty quickly. Very good. Thank you, Steve. Uh, good luck with that. Greg is next uh, on the show. Greg, what's your question for Andy? I've got a uh, problem with condensation inside a vapor barrier. Okay, it's where is block, it? It's a block knee wall. On the outside, there's drain tile, and it's been landscaped to keep the water away. On the inside, the block has got two coats of dry lock. The basement floor has been sealed. It's been caulked between the floor and the block wall. And there's a framed and insulated wall with a vapor barrier from floor to ceiling. On the block part of it, there's condensation inside the vapor barrier. Yeah, well, it's not getting anywhere. And it's kind of doing what it what it, what it's supposed to do. It's letting the vapor escape the house, but it's getting trapped between the vapor and the block. I'd probably remove the vapor barrier there. So I shouldn't just cut that out and let it breathe through the drywall. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not drywall. You said block, right? Well, there's a framed and insulated wall and vapor barrier, that part of it, too. And you, well, you got a vapor barrier on the block wall because you dry lock the, vo- the wall, correct? Yes. So, yeah, and I would, I would get rid of the, you got two vapor barriers there, it sounds like. Okay. To get rid of one? Get rid of the plastic. All right. And I'd, I'd be curious to see where the water's coming from. It says it's got a drain tile system on the outside of the house, but is it going into a sub-pump basket, or is it just you have drain tile on the outside of the house, Greg? Yeah, drain tile just runs on out into the yard. Okay. So it's not a sump uh, system? No, it's okay. no, no standing, on the outside of the wall. Yeah, no standing water in the basement at all? No. All right. Yeah. I would I would start there, but you might want to consult a professional. If you got moisture between those two walls, you can get lead to a, a lot of issues. You getting mold or mildew build up at all, Greg? There was mold showing up on the drywall. It was coming through the outlet box on that wall. Yeah, um, you definitely have some issues going on. You're going to want to address that. But it's you got. I would be willing to guess it's it's you have vapor barriers working against each other. Would oh, yeah, be would yeah. be my guess without Sounds digging like into it. And if in doubt, call a professional, right? 
Always, yeah. You know, yeah. hands on. Uh, and and, and here is the deal with, with most of the professionals out there. This initial consultation with with a lot of people when they come out, it's free. Yeah. You know, you know, you just got to risk a little bit of time to to really start to see what's going on. I know we give people ideas all the time that we don't get paid for to help them fix their houses, and we're okay with that. We'll we'll come out, and that's why that that first. Uh, that first visit is free, and you're going to get a proposal on what we can do and how we can do it. And, and uh, if you want to do it on your own, you should have a good roadmap on, on what's going on with your house. And maybe I'll just throw in the uh, toll-free number, 1-800-LEAF-CARD, for Linda's construction, If you, uh, for whatever reason, yeah. remodeling, deck, whatever the case. Um, it, might be a, it might be a good use of a good dehumidification system oh, here, yeah. too. Besides... Um, Besides that, and and I would probably want to check those levels of what's going on in the basement, where the humidity is, and we'd be we'd we'd have a lot of different uh, things out testing in a, in a basement like Greg's to make sure we know what's going on. All right, we have to take a break. Thank you, Greg. Uh, line is open six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text is eight one eight zero seven. We'll grab some text messages when we come back. There's another half hour of the show to go, so if you missed getting in the first half hour, still time on the next. Good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. We're around every Saturday in the uh, 9 o'clock hour. Thanks to our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. Andy Lindus is with me here. If you want to ask a question of Andy by phone, 651-989-9226, or send a text, 81807. I don't want to forget our texters either, Andy. Here's one. My door leaks cold air. It's a metal door, but gets cold. I got a storm door on it to let air come in in the summer. Is there an insulated outside door with a window and screen that uh, you are aware of? Well, yes and no. I mean, the windows, the glass packs in these in these storm doors aren't aren't the greatest, but they definitely do make a more insulated one versus some of the other ones you can buy. But I wouldn't I wouldn't start there. I mean, it's, you're not going to move the needle that far. With with a storm door, I would probably look at more replacing your door. Maybe, and it could be the fact that your door might need to be adjusted oh, or okay. done something like that. But there's, it's amazing when we do these blower door tests how much some of these doors leak, and and some of them that aren't that that old. I was just talking to you off the air, and yeah, I mean, I don't want to rip on builders at all because there's some of them, especially in in our market here in the Twin Cities, we have some fantastic home builders we really do especially the custom guys but these track homes that are going up in that you know four to six hundred thousand dollar range it's 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 low-end materials a lot of times that are that are going in there what we talk about builder grade um i mean i'm spending a lot of times in neighborhoods that were built in 2003 2004 in, in 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 that area early 2000s and we're replacing windows siding um, building the first deck on this house. I mean, oh. or finishing a basement. I mean, these people, four to six hundred thousand dollars. It doesn't come with a deck. It comes with low end windows, low end door, low end roofing. No deck. Uh, no no finished basement. Not the best flooring usually hmm. either. There's a reason why there's there's a lot of people getting into flooring now because people want it. They know that my flooring's ten years old and it's already bad, and 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 it's not real wood. So there's no refinishing it. Now I've been in some of the higher end homes by or by a custom builder, and you have real wood floors, and all you have to do is sand them and refinish them. Yeah. It's way cheaper than putting in a brand new floor. So, and and they look awesome. If yeah, you want to have issues, eight, uh, call us six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. I want to grab a text message, but uh, Darvin and Rogers 
is calling in uh, this morning. Darwin, what's your question for Andy? Hi, Andy. Thanks for taking the call. No problem. In Rogers here, I have a real high water table, and my sump pump during the summer runs probably every four or five minutes, maybe sometimes even more. Oh, wow. That's fine. I've, I've got a water backup from city water in case, you know, the main one would go out. But this last winter, I had an issue where it wasn't pumping as often, and the water would go out, and then the water would freeze in the pipe. And pretty soon, it's spilling out over outside, and I've got all this water outside. Luckily, I did not get any in the house. Is there anything I can do to get that water away? I mean, it's only... The city okayed this and everything when the house was built, I guess. It's only like about 18 inches underground as it goes away from my house. Yeah, and, and last year, have you, have you had this happen more than one year? No, well, I've only been in a house for three years, and it never happened the first two years because the sub pump would run often enough, so it never got a chance to freeze. Yeah, oh, and, and the the frost went pretty deep this year, too, so... That help, and you can always get the bury the pipe deeper. Um, you can do a heat tape and something like that. That you know, if you're you're having that same type of issue, you can plug that heat tape in, and which is just a a power cord that that warms up and allows things to stay free flowing there. Um, you know, there's probably nothing you can do to make it pump more, other than lowering the ball. The reason why it pumps is there's a float on on that sub pump, and as that float comes up. With the water level, it kicks the sub pump on, and then it makes it go. That's why. So right now, you know, springtime, you know, the high water table wherever you are, at Rogers, there it's coming on all the time because that float keeps coming up. So outside of getting, you know, lowering that float or where where it would kick kick up on, even then, it's all about the amount of water that's coming into the basket. And I think last year was just a uh, was an unusual year. For 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 frost, and we've been in there three years. It's the first time time it happened. You might want to look at you know insulating the ground above where that that pipe is. There's blankets you can get. Uh, I know mine mine goes underneath my deck and goes way out into the yard, and I've never had any issues with it freezing. But it uh, it's pretty well underneath the ground until it comes up, though. I don't know. Uh, Dar Dar is it Darwin? Mm-hmm. And any other issues that you're having there? No, I mean, other than that, it just, uh, now I did make sure that uh, the water where it pumps it out comes out on the PCV pipe and goes into that big black four-inch pipe uh-huh. is probably, I got a space in there about three, four inches, so I don't want it to freeze back into the, you know, so it burns the pump out either. Yeah. No, you don't want to, you don't want to freeze that out there. Um, hmm. There shouldn't be a gap on where where that comes in unless it's downhill. Then you don't have to worry about it backflowing there. It could be. <laughs> oh. hmm. Yeah, you're gonna outside of burying it lower, adding a heat type, or just insulating the ground above it. Um, I, I would probably start with insulating the ground above it, and you can always get the best people that I've ever dealt with on dealing with sub pumps and battery backups and. And drain tile systems and is safebasements.com. Jesse Treble and his folks, in fact, I think he just had a bunch of people. Um, we're pretty lucky to have a guy like that in, in, in our area of the world. 
because uh, you know I know he's I think he just had people from all over the country in in here training them on how to do things and and what to do with them and having one of his people out to take a look at your system and and bring up those issues is probably going to be where I would start and you know you have time until next window uh, next winter and start there and and maybe there's a better sub pump system you can put in and maybe it just wasn't installed right because I mean I, they really shouldn't freeze up. Safebasements.com, Darwin. That's, uh, yeah, Jesse's good. He he knows what he's doing. There's no yes. doubt about that. He's very good at that. All right. Thanks, Darwin. Uh, let's see who has been waiting. Bob is calling from Shoreview with a question. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, I have a question about uh, putting a ledger board. If I'm doing uh, my own deck here, I have a beveled room that sticks out about, oh, two feet Um and I'm just wondering for the ledger board, does that have to be in three pieces then to cover to uh, for those three separate angles for that to cover that room? I don't understand. I guess I'm not following along here. Okay. Well, the room uh, is is kind of beveled. It sticks out um, from the house. So there's like a cantilever on the outside of the house. Yeah, and it's it's it sticks out about only about two feet. Okay. The room that I want to put the deck off of. So instead of having one straight board going all the way across um, from on a straight wall, do I need to have a ledger board that sticks out two feet um, in one section and then five feet going across the next section and then back two feet the other way? Uh, and is that uh, is that okay to do it that way? Yeah. Well, if 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 the wall is uneven, so what I'm picturing here, I'm drawing myself a picture. And is you have a portion of the deck is coming off a cantilevered house, and then you need that deck to come back to the house and then make the turn. So if if my math is correct, you're looking at one, two, three, four, five boards you're going to be installing. Uh, yeah, well, it's one, two, three. Well, at least four I, that I got. But um, okay. yep. Um, so is that you know? I'm assuming the best route is to have one single board ledger board all the way across. So. Uh, I'm wondering if there's going to be problems if you make four separate ledger boards like that. It shouldn't be as long as it's they're all getting attached properly and drip cap properly. That's going to be the most important thing, and 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 it really makes sure that there's nothing running uh, on the inside of those walls. And double check that because a lot of times uh, builders or whoever puts electrical on the outside of the wall, or worse, a uh, water pipe on the outside of the wall where your leg can actually hit that and. You just want to double-check all of those things before you get to installing that. All right. We need to take a break. Good luck with that, Bob. Uh, it's 945 on a Saturday, 63, the Twin City Temperature Reading, here on 830 WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to our Linda's Construction Home Improvement Show around every week in the 9 o'clock hour. If you have any kind of a home improvement question for Andy, now is your chance. 651-989-9226. If that's easier to send a text, 81807. Andy, John in Prior Lake has been uh, waiting to ask you a question. Go ahead, John. Thank you. Uh, yeah, um, I've got a question about uh, windows. Uh, two different houses. One of them was built in about 1960, and it uses that like rock-hard glazing around the windows that, you know, several of them, I mean, it's, it's chipping and falling out. And another... Home is built in like '76, and it uses more of like a silicone uh, around the window glass, uh, and that's some of that is just peeled off in strips. But what's 
what's really the best product there? Is it make a difference which you use or what? Or <laughs> like, what do you mean by the glazing? You know, the old fashioned glazing that yeah. kind of hardens. You could chip out with a you putty could knife. Chip out with a putty knife. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the stuff that actually holds the glass into the window frame. Yeah, and, and now you're looking at stainless steel and and other other products that are actually holding the glass together, and then, then the glass pack is set in, like on our on our vinyl window. It's an actual vinyl piece that snaps okay. in there with a rubber gasket that but, is but holding. This, this, holding. Is just to try, this is just to try to repair what, what is in these old wooden frame windows. What's the best product to use there? Um, I wouldn't. <laughs> you just you change the windows. I change the windows, but that's not an option. I take it. Well, in older home, especially at my mom's place, I don't think that's a good option there. Okay. So, uh, but but the other windows, they are. Um, uh, let's see, it's composite. The outside of the windows are are. Um, uh, I'm going to say plastic or vinyl, something like that, and it's a wooden frame window that slides in there, and that glass is held in with, it, it looks like it's some sort of a silicone, I mean, because it's, some strips have come off where it's, it's like still rubbery, but it just lost, lost its adhesive ability there. Yeah, and that's not, that's just sealing it, it's not actually holding it in there, I'm guessing it's built into the actual frame, and there's a glazing bead yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably built, what you're saying, built yeah. in there. Do you know what type of windows these are? Um, I would have no idea on, on the, the manufacturing. Like I say, right. one place was built in the 60s, and the other one was built around 76. So. Okay, even even then, take a look on the glass of the window okay. and the corners of each each pane. Yeah. And, and then also open up the, when you open up the window, look in the frame, the inside frame of the window. Sometimes yeah. there's a code or a sticker. Sometimes there's glass, like on... Like on our season guard windows or Anderson window, a lot of these windows in the corner, you're going to have a code okay. that's going to tell you where it was manufactured, when it was manufactured. And a lot of times, if especially if it's – this is why I, I really like working with Marvin and, 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 and folks like that. Anderson, you can – we can get parts. We're pretty lucky here in Minnesota to have two of oh, the yeah. best window manufacturers in the world right in our back doors. And, and, and we can get parts and pieces and, and, and it might be – that you can just get a new sash with a glass pack in it for for these windows, but without really knowing what's going on there, I would. But again, repairing these old windows, especially windows in the '60s, uh, you're going to be just so much better off. I mean, you, 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 even like to pay a professional to repair a window like that, it's probably half the cost of what putting a new window is. It probably is. In you're talking about a, a day's worth of work, one way or another, and and I, I would really. If I'm paying somebody to do it, I would at least price it out. If we're if we're my house, I'd want to know what the options are, and that's the cool part about windows and doors is when when you price them out, you can get what this one window costs, what this one window costs, and what this one. We have so many customers that we have phases that we're going through the projects. We're doing the first floor here, or just the bedrooms now, and then doors next year, and and we have it all on file, and they just call us up and be like, "Hey, I'm ready for phase two. and we. Can come out there and take care of it. Well, maybe John, like you said earlier, uh, you can Lindis would come out for free that initial visit, just to right. Yeah, just <laughs> take a look around, give you give you your options. But uh, repairing uh, of old stuff is not our. Right. We, we we do plenty of of repairs, and we we do plenty of of small projects around houses, but not uh, reglazing windows is not in our repertoire. Okay. 
There you go, John. 1-800-LEAFGUARD if you want to give him a shout. 1-800-LEAFGUARD. We had a text that came in a bit ago. Uh, it says, aside from uh, replacing the whole deck railing, is there a way to make it up to code without, or rather with, getting those spindles closer? So evidently that's the uh, the deal there. Yeah. Um, outside of adding, if you're not worried about the aesthetics, then anything is possible for sure. And adding spindles to a railing system probably isn't that big of a deal. Or uh, you're going to add a cable system horizontally to it. But uh, it's not going to match. Um, I would, especially if you're going to do it yourself. Now, if it's an old cedar deck and you're restaining and refinishing all, you can add spindles and then restain them all to match, and you're probably going to be much better off. But, yeah, is it possible? Yes. Uh, how aesthetically pleasing is it going to be? That is, uh, that's, that's up to the guy doing it. We, we were talking about doors, entry doors, uh, the start of the show, Andy, as you know. Uh-huh. But a text came in not too long ago, said, I have a painted steel door that's fading. How do I spruce it up? Well, repaint it. That's the cool part about these steel doors. Repaint them. Did you buff it up a little bit, rough it up? Yeah, you're going to – the best way to do it is to take it off the hinges. And it's really not that Ah. big of a deal if you're going to be doing it, um, especially if you have a storm door. And and you want to take a couple of days and you can still lock that storm door. You can take it off its hinges, put it on sawhorses. Sand it, prime it, paint it, put a clear coat on it, reinstall it. Now, here's, uh, I don't want to forget about this texture either. What's the best paint to use on a floor heating system? Uh, paint is peeling, and what will uh, withhold What will withhold heat in that uh, in that peel? I'm yeah, not sure and, and not peel. So he's got a heated, heated cement floor that he's trying to paint, and, it, and, and it's peeling up. And, in fact... I would be almost willing to bet that it really has nothing to do with the heat and why why uh, why it's peeling up. More has to do with how that floor was prepped before they actually installed the paint and the type of paint that they use. Um, you know, like we always talk about the epoxy floors. It's yeah. really not epoxy that it is. It's polyurea, not epoxy. And 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 it's it's funny. The flooring guys always take. Get get mad at me when I say epoxy because they don't use no one's used epoxy for five ten years or whatever it is. But the polyurea floor, but the, the, the amount of work that goes into prepping these floors with the grinders and the amount of dust. Yes, let's put it put it this way: when we did it at my parents' place up uh, on Lake of the Woods, um, we 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 put a, put the polyurea floor all over the basement. All of that dust that we ground out of there, we had he had a grinder with a vacuum on it and vacuumed everything up. We we started with fresh vacuum, so we get the concrete dust and we use that concrete dust as a mortar on a retaining oh. rock retaining wall that we did the other. That's how much dust we actually created. That's so precisely. there's a lot of prep that goes into something like that, and that's probably why it's peeling up. What do we save now on uh, like LeafGuard? Or, uh, t- tell me what the deal is at Linda's. Seventy-five percent off labor on the installation of LeafGuard Season Guard windows, and of course those awesome roasts by GAF with a fifty-year non-parade warranty. And if you got mildew or black streaks on your roof, I have a roof that'll guarantee not to make that happen. How about that? See you next week. Yes, for sir. Another edition of our home improvement show here on eight three O WCCO.